Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today we're going to learn Daflamid Aleph Amur Aleph. We are up to the bottom of Daflamid Amud Bez by the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Nachri Shehilve es Yisrael al Let me explain this case clearly. A guy lent a yid money. And the Yid wanted to give some collateral, a mashkin, to the guy as a way of ensuring that he'll pay back the debt that the guy lent to him. So he gives the guy, he's a smart, smart, smart Yid, he gives the guy chametz to keep in his head, to, to keep with him, and, uh, and, and, and then after Pesach, he'll take back the, he'll take back the chametz. So sure enough, Pesach passes. Achar ha-Pesach muter bahano. After Pesach, the chametz is muter bahano. Is muter bahano. Now, what about the other way around? The Yisrael shehilva es nachri al chemtzoi. So now here's the other way around. The Yid lent, made a loan. He lent money to the guy, and the guy took his chametz and gave it to the Yid or designated it to the Yid. To be his mashkin, to be his collateral. So achar ha-pesach, after Pesach, oser behano, this chometz is oser behano. Zokti Gemara Itmar. The Gemara, the, the, in the base Medrash, they discussed the following shayla. And this shayla has nothing to do with chometz on Pesach right now. We will return to chometz on Pesach a little later in our discussion. But this is a fascinating shayla. The shayla. Balchayv, if somebody is a Balchayv, in other words, if somebody is owed money, so let's say um, uh, Ruvain lent Shimon money, and Ruvain is now the Balchayv, he's holding the Chayv, he's owed money. Now, when, Sh- when he lent money to Shimon, Shimon designated some area or of, of Karka or, or some possession of his to be the collateral, to be Metaltalin. So And now the question is, what happens if he defaults on the loan? So Shimon borrowed money from Ruvain. He designated a, 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 something to be collateral. And he defaulted on the loan. So now that collateral is going to go back to Ruvain as payment for the loan. The question is, how do we look at it? Do we look at it that Ruvain now becomes retroactively the owner of that collateral from the time of the loan? Or do we say no? At the time of the loan, there was still hope that Shimon would be able to pay back the loan. Now that he didn't pay it back and the collateral has to go to Ruvain, it's happening now, in the here and now. It's not happening retroactively. And this is a machloikis abaya and rova with an enormous nafkamina, as we'll see. Itmar, it was said, <coughs> Balchayv, if you have a Balchayv, Abaye Omar lemafreya hu goive, Verova Omar mikan ulahaba hu goive. Abaye says that the collection is retroactive. Rava says that the collection is from now and on. But, but even during the time of the loan, we don't say that that collateral was owned by the Balchayv. Mikanu lahabahu goiva, he collects from now and on. 
Now the Gemara qualifies, and the Gemara says, I, just in terms of the nafkamina here, there's an area that is a nafkamina, and there is an area that is not a nafkamina. Let's clarify what's not a difference between Abaye and Rava. Says the Gemara, Kol heicho akdish loive, v'zovin loive. If you have a scenario where the borrower was makdish, he made hekdish, this collateral, so he designated, let's say, a, a piece of land, and he said that this piece of land is going to be available for collection for my loan in case I default on the loan, and then he turns around, what a tzaddik, he turns around before he pays back the loan, and he makes that land hekdish, he's the owner of the land, he makes it hekdish. Or he sells it. So now the land that he designated as collateral was sold or was muktash. So there the Gemara says that everyone holds does not work. You can't do that. You can't designate something as collateral and then give it away. Kuli al-Maloi Pligi, everyone agrees, the Osi Malve Vitarif, that the lender could come and take it away from the new buyer of that land. Going now to Daflamid Aleph Amid Aleph. And the lender can also come and redeem the, that land or those metaltalin from Hekdish. The Tnan, as the Mishnah says in Erechin, that in such a scenario, that the, the borrower will add a dinner, the borrower will add a little bit of money, and he'll be paid the nechasim. Now, the, the truth is, there's no reason for the borrower, to, for the lender to add anything. Meaning, if, um, if Ruvain, and just to use our example so we stay consistent, if Ruvain lent money to Shimon, and then Shimon took the collateral that he had designated and is Makdishit, and Ruvain now goes to Hekdish and says, excuse me, but this land is mine, you know, you can go back to uh, you can go back to Shimon to to pay for it, but this land is mine. It was designated as collateral for my loan. So the truth is, he shouldn't have to add anything to that. Uh, you know, he's Ruven could just take the land. But there's a takana that we're concerned that it shouldn't look to people like you can take something from Hektish without being paid to it, without without paying for it. So the lender would have to add um, would have to add a little bit of money, which would then get added on to the loan. Okay, so that's so 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 says the Gemara. Again, let's just say that let's make sure we have this clear. So the, there's a Balchayv. Ruvain lent money to Shimon. Shimon designated collateral. So the Gemara says, if Shimon was Makdishit or Shimon sold it, that for sure doesn't work. It was designated as collateral. And certainly Ruvain could take it from the person, from the buyer or take it from Hektish. So what is the Machlaikis Abaya and Rava? Kipligi, where do they argue? The Zovin Malve, that the lender, that Ruvain sold it, the Kaddish Malve, <coughs> or Ruvain lent, um, was Makdashit. Now let's look at the case. Now the case already gets interesting. Ruvain lent money to Shimon. Shimon designated collateral. Ruvain thinks to himself, I think that Shimon is going to end up defaulting on the loan, and eventually I'm going to get that land. So you know what? Why waste any time? I'm going to put the land up for sale now, even though it's not yet mine. I'm going to sell it now. 
or I'm going to be makdish it now. I'm going to get, I'm going to donate it to hektish. Okay, and then the loan taka defaults and it goes to Ruvain. By then already, Ruvain's thinking, I don't know if I want to make it hektish. Do we say that the sale that Ruvain did for the on the land, or the hektish that Ruvain did on the land during that period where the lo- where we were waiting to see if Shimon would be able to repay the loan, or if he would default and have to give the collateral, do we say that the Malva has the right to be maktish, the lender, does the lender have the right to be maktish, or to sell that land? Kipligi dezovin Malva v'kodesh Malva. And that depends if we say that the collateral becomes retroactively the Balchoivs. Do we say that the Balchoiv gets the collateral limafreya? Abaya Omar Lemafreya Hugoiva Abaya says he collects Lemafreya. Kivon de Moto Zimne Voloi Pare since the time came and he was not paid. He defaulted on the loan. So Igloi Milsa Lemafreya. So it becomes clear retroactively. Demei Koro Birshuse Havikoi that it was originally in his Rishus. Okay, if that's true, Vishapir Akdish. Vishapir Zovin. So then it was effective that he was Makdishit and it was effective that he sold it because it was in his Rishus retroactively. However, Verova Omar, Rava says Mikanu Lahabahu Goiva that he's collecting from now and on. Kivon de Ilu Havale Zuze, since if the borrower would have had the money, have a Misalik Lebezuze, he could have avoided the collateral going to the lender by paying the money. So then it, when he defaults on the loan, it comes out that the Kenyan, the acquisition of the collateral is happening now. So that's the Machloikis, Abaya and Rava. The Gemara moves on now to examine Rava and to see if Rava is consistent. Umi Omar Rava Hachi, did Rava say this? And now the Gemara rolls out a case, fascinating case, and we'll see soon where Rava comes into the picture. But for now, let's focus on this case. The Haomar Rami Barchama. Rami Barchama said, okay, here's, here's the, uh, here's the scenario. Reuven Shemachar Sodel Shimon. So we have a Reuven had a field, and he sold his field to Shimon. Now he didn't just stam sell his field. The Gemara adds beachrayis. He sold the field with achrayis. What does that mean? That means that Ruvain sold the field to Shimon, and he told Shimon he was masne with Shimon that if a balchayv will come to him to will come to that field to collect. Let's remember the halacha, you know, we're not holding now in, in Nezikin, so we have to remind ourselves of the Yisaydais, that the halacha is that if I borrow money from you, um, I'm sorry, yeah, if, if I borrow money from you, so I can come and collect that money. If you don't have the money, so then what happens is that I can go to your karka, I can go to your real estate, to your possessions, and I can take karka in payment for that loan. So now the halacha is that even if you sell that karka, 
if that sale happened after I lent you the money, I still can go and take it. So that means that if I lend you, if I lend you money and you and you sell the, your land and then you default on the loan, I can go to the buyer and take it and take the and take the land. So what do we do to to uh, to deal with that? What we do is that when you sell land, you sell it be'achrayis. What that means is that you tell the buyer, look. You're buying my land and you don't know. Perhaps there are debts on this land that are going to be collected and the land will be taken. So I just want to tell you that if the land is taken, I will repay you for it. That's be'achrayis, with responsibility. Let's get back to our case. The Ha'omar Rami Barchama. Rami Barchama said the following case. Reuven shemachar sada l'shimen be'achrayis. So Ruvain sold a field to Shimon and he accepted Achrayas. In other words, if somebody will come to Shimon and say, I'm taking the field because Ruvain owes me money, Shimon could go back to Ruvain and get paid back for it. And now, however, the story is not over. But when Ruvain sold the field to Shimon, Shimon did not have cash to pay for the field. So Shimon said to Ruvain, I'll take the field, I'll owe you the money like a mortgage. <coughs> so now we're in a situation like this. Ruvain sold the field to Shimon. Shimon owes Ruvain the money for the field. And if the field gets taken away from Shimon because Ruvain owed money to someone else, so then, Ru- then Shimon could go back to Ruvain to get paid. Okay, I hope that's clear. So Ruven Shemachar Soda Lashimin Beachrayas Vizokfan Olov Bimilva. Now Umeis Ruven. Now the seller dies. The seller has Yesaimim. There are orphans that now are on the estate of Ruven, and Ruven died. Now it turns out that Ruven Taka owed money. And the Balchoiv of Ruvain, the person that Ruvain owed the money to, comes to Shimon and he takes the land away. But also Balchoiv de Ruvain, the Balchoiv of Ruvain comes, Vitorif Lemi Shimon, and he grabs it away from Shimon. Shimon doesn't want his new plot of land to be taken away from him. So the also Shimon, so Shimon comes, Upaise Bezuzi. And he is Mephias, he satisfies this uh, loan with money. He tells the guy that owed, that was owed money by Ruvain, for which reason he's taking the land that Ruvain told Shimon as payment. He says, look, I don't want you to take my land. I bought this land from Ruvain. I know that you have the right to take it because Ruvain owed you money. Please take money instead. Let me pay you money so that I don't have to vacate this land. So now you can imagine that Shimon, the buyer, is going to go back to Ruvain's Yesaimim and say, guys, you're, uh, it's true that I owed your father money but for the land. But now I ended up having to pay it to the guy who your father owed money to. So we're, we're going to have to call it even. Says the Gemara, so Rami Barachama said no. Rami Barachama said these Yisayimim have a trick up their sleeve. And they say as follows. Dinahu, the din is, 
the Osu Bnei Ruvain, the children of Ruvain, could come to Shimon, the Amri Leila Shimon, and they could tell Shimon, who again was the buyer of the field, and they could say as follows, Anan metaltali shavak ovun gabach. As far as we're concerned, our father was owed money from you. Metaltali, not land. Our father sold you a piece of land, and you owed him money. And that's metaltalin, that's, that's movable, that's not land. Now, so that's a debt that you had to us. We're the, we're the children of, of the person you owed the money to. So you owed the money to us. Now, umetaltali diyasmi Metaltalin, non-land, non-real estate, is not meshubit to a balchayv. In other words, while land, while real estate is meshubit to a balchayv, and therefore, if the person who our father owed money from would have collected the land from you, so that, you know, that's something that is meshubit for the, for the loan, but the fact that you paid the guy money, that has nothing to do with us. We're, we're not mechuyiv to pay money for debts that our father had. And therefore, you did not um, satisfy the debt that you owed our father. Okay, again, let me get, let me get this clear. Um, so I'm just going to say the case again because I want to make sure it's abundantly clear. Ruvain sold a field to Shimon. Um, and he made a deal with Shimon that if the field gets taken away from him, that he'll pay him for it. Shimon set up a mortgage. Shimon told Ruvain that he's going to pay him for the field at a later date. He didn't pay him immediately. Then Ruvain died. Okay, so now Shimon is sitting on this field that he had bought from Ruvain, and he owes Ruvain's Yisoyimim the money for the field. Now, somebody shows up in Shimon's house and says, I'm taking the field because Ruvain owed me money. Shimon doesn't want to give up the field. So Shimon takes out his checkbook and he writes a check. He pays money to satisfy the debt, thinking to himself, look, I owe the money for this field to Ruvain's children. What's the difference if I pay it to Ruvain's children or if I pay it to, the, to Ruvain's debtor, to Ruvain's Balchayf? And he thinks he's off the hook comes along Ruvain's children and says to Shimon, you you made a big mistake here. If the Balchayv would have taken the land, so then we can call it even. Because he took the land, so therefore you don't have to pay for the land. But that's not what happened. You took out a checkbook and wrote a check for this to pay back the debt. Yisayimim are not obligated to cover that. That, that. That's not our obligation. And therefore, the debt that you have to us for the land that our father sold you still stands because metaltalin um, are not, are not uh, meshubed to... Uh, to, to uh, metaltalin of Yisayimim are not meshubed to a balchayv and you owed us metaltalin. O metaltali diyasmi lebalchayv loy mishtabdi. So that was the scenario over here. Comes along Ravo, Ve'omar Ravo. Now let's remember we're, we're in the middle of a conversation about Ravo. This is getting to our point here. Ve'omar Ravo, Ravo said, Ipikeach Shimon. If Shimon was smart, he would do the following. So now Shimon is in a, is in a pickle here because, because he spent money satisfying Ruvain's Balchayv and he owes money now to the assignment for the land. He's like, he's like in for double. 
So Rava says, why doesn't Shimon do the following? If Shimon is smart, he would pay, tell the Yisayimim, really, I owe you money for the land? You know what, I'm going to pay you in real estate. And he would give them the land. And then he would say, oh, you have land? Oh, your father owes me money. And then he would collect the land that he just gave the Yisayimim, he would collect that for his debt that, his, that the father owed him. So he would end up with his land. So in that way he could repair the the financial damage that he caused earlier. And then he can recollect it from them. Where does this come from that you can pull off something like that? Because Rav Nachman said, If Yisoyimim collect land because of the debt of their father, which if if Shimon would give the land back to the Yisoyimim of Ruvain, that's exactly the scenario. So if, in other words, if Yisoyimim, if someone dies, and the Yisoyimim are owed money because their father had been owed money, and the person who pays the Yisoyimim pays them in the form of real estate, he pays them karka, other people that were owed money by their father could now come and collect because there's more real estate to collect from. Someone who's owed money can come back <coughs> and collect this land from the assignment. So the Gemara has a Peladik Akasha. The Gemara says like this, if you say that collateral is considered the the lender's money retroactively, so then I understand what you're saying. Because when Ruvain gives the land to the Yisoyimim, so then it becomes as if the land always belonged to the Yisoyimim, because it, retroactively, that which is the collateral, that which is the, holds the shibud for the debt, is as if the lender had collected it in the beginning. So then it would make sense that you could then take that karka and you could use it to repay debts from the father. But if you say that it's mikanu lahaba, like rava, that when you collect collateral, it's not the pshat that you're collecting it retroactively, it's a new thing that's coming now. So new land that comes into the orbit of these yesoimim cannot be used to pay old debts. The new land that comes to the Yisoyimim, that's new land. There's no, there's no makim to say that the, the old Balei could take new land that the Yisoyimim just bought. So that, let's read how the Gemara uh, expresses that kasha. If you say that you collect retroactively, so am So because of that, So it makes sense that Ruvain would be able to say, Ah, I just gave you land. That land was the collateral. Retroactively, it belonged to you from the beginning. Oh, so your father owes me money. Let let um. Because I just paid his debt, so now I'm going to collect back the land to satisfy what I just paid your father's debt. So, so it makes sense that you could collect it. 
Because of this, and he could now recollect it from the Yisoyim, because it's as if they had taken this land while their father was alive. So then if, I, if, if, uh, if Shimon pays Ruvain's debt, of course he would be able to collect that land. Eloi amrit But if you say that when you collect collateral, it's from now and on, it's not lemafreya. So then, in, in in what way can Shimon now go back and collect that land from the Yisoyim? That that land can't be used to pay their father's debt. It's new land. Why can he then go back and recollect it from them? It's as if the Yisoyimim bought land now. If the Yisoyimim acquired Nechasim now, do they then, is that Nechasim that the Yisoyimim buy now responsible for the repayment of debts from their father? So the Gemara says, Okay, so the, well, this seems to be a problem because Rava said Mikanu lahabahu goyve, and the Eitzah of Rava that he said he pikeach shimen seems to only work if you say limafreyahu goyve. But the Gemara says no. There's another mechanics here that's working that makes the shimen be able to give the land to the yisaimim and then take it back from them, and that is the following mechanics. Shani hosam over there it's different. The Omar Luhu, because he tells them, Ki hechi de mishta abadno le la avuchoin, mishta abadno nami le balchoiv de avuchoin. He could say to them as follows, just like I am mishuba to your father, I'm also mishuba to your father's balchoiv. What, what, what does that mean? So that, that's a halacha of Reb Nassan, a very famous halacha called Shibuda de Reb Nassan. Midir um, Rabnasan, because of Rabnasan. What's the case of Rabnasan? Let's look at the case of Rabnasan and then we'll plug it back into our case. The Tanya, we learned in a Braisa. Rabnasan, Oimer Rabnasan says, How do you know that if you owe your friend money and your friend owes his friend money? that you could take it, that it's taken from you, the and given to the ultimate debtor. In other words, Ruvain owes Shimon money, and Shimon owes Levi money, that you could take it from Ruvain and give it directly to Levi. So that, Nassim says, is Xeris HaKasif. Talmud Leimar, the Pasuk says, you should give it to the, to the, um, to the one, the way the Gemara is darshaning, that the guilt is his. In other words, the one who's ultimately owed the money. So if A owes B and B owes C, A gives it directly to C. That is the din of Reb Nassim. So now in this case, the person has a right to say as follows. My dear Yisayimim, I owe you money because, um, because I, I bought a field from your father and I owed him cash. Now, your father owes me money. I'm, I'm a Balchayv. Because I satisfied his debt when the guy came to collect. So, according to Reb Nassim, if I owe you, that's A owes B, 
And you owe me, that's B-O-C, because there's no difference if it's A to B and B to C, or A to B and B back to A. There's no difference. So therefore, we skip the middleman, and we give it straight from A to C, or in this case, from A back to A. So that's how it happens that the guy could keep the land. Okay, but so, so, so we still have a machoikas ambaya and rava. In a case where there's a debt, do we say, do we say by this debt that, um, that, that if, that if collateral is connected, is collected, that it's collected lemafreya or not? Zakti Gemara, the Gemara brings a Mishnah. Let's learn another few lines. The Gemara brings a Mishnah. Tanan. We learned in a Mishnah, The Now finally we get to our Mishnah. A guy lends a Yid money, and, <coughs> and the Yid gives the guy chametz as collateral. So the Mishnah said, Achar ha-Pesach, after Pesach, muter bahano. It's muter bahano. Zakti Gemara. If you say that it works retroactively, that it becomes his. So in other words, the guy lent the Yid money, and the Yid designated chametz for the guy. And then it turns out that when the guy collects that chametz, it's retroactive, so it means that on Pesach it was in the Rishos of the guy. So amtu lahachi, because of this, muter bahano. So then it's muter bahano. But if you say that when a when a yid gives a guy a chametz as collateral, it doesn't become the guy's immediately, but rather it only becomes the guy's if the yid defaults on his loan. So that means that it was in the rishus of the yid. Amai muter bahano. Why is it muter bahano? Bereshusa di Yisrael avikai. It's in the it's in the rishus of the yid. So the Gemara says, no, this Mishnah is a different case because there are different ways of doing collateral. The Machlaikas Abaye and Rava is when something is designated as collateral, but it wasn't given. The case of the Mishnah is where it was actually deposited by the lender. In that case, everyone holds Lemafreya Hugaiva. The Gemara says, And here, what are we talking about? When he deposited it by him. So when the money was deposited in the Rishus of the guy, so then we'll say, even according to Rava, we'll say, And therefore, the Yid can have Hanoah from it after Pesach because it actually did belong to the Goy, L'chol over Pesach. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics or to hear an Eon shear on any daf in Shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS that's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org